1: former Huskers turning success in sport to success in business.
0: This is Red to Black. Hey, this is Blake Lawrence and this is how I went from red to black. Well, hey, welcome to Red to Black. This is the podcast where we talk to former Husker
2: athletes that have become entrepreneurs and probably one of my favorite Husker entrepreneurs, only because it's one of the reasons that I have a job today. Right, we wouldn't uh, be here in this exact position <laughs> if it wasn't for him. Right, but we are yeah. joined by Open Door CEO, Blake
0: Lawrence. Blake, welcome. Where are you, where are you calling in from today? Chris, Batwell well, thanks for having me. And I'm yeah. calling in from New York City, down in the Financial District, one block from Wall Street. If you're directly challenged, that's uh, where <laughs> the Financial District is. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> So you guys, how many offices or like how many cities do you guys
2: occupy right now?
0: Oh, boy. Uh, So we started 2021 with 30 employees. Uh, We currently have 85. Wow. Uh, Yeah. So we have uh, more employees that are located outside of Nebraska. Lincoln, Nebraska is where our headquarters is. Uh, We have more employees outside of the state of Nebraska than we had employees at the start of the year. So it's just been a year of growth. And there's there's a few in New York. There's some in Washington, California, Florida, uh, Georgia, in the Carolinas, Texas, just people over the country because we've really expanded during the pandemic. And Mm -hmm. uh, that's allowed us to hire anywhere.
2: Awesome. So I I definitely want to get into open doors, all that. But I want to take it back since this is a show called Red to Black, where we talk about talk about Huskers. First question for you how did you even end up at Nebraska? Like, give us your, give us your recruiting story. Give us how you ended up
0: uh, in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah. I, uh, so I was fortunate to be recruited all over the country. You know, I was a a linebacker uh, out of Kansas city. My older brother played quarterback at Kansas. Um, And so if you were a betting man back in 2006, you would say this kid's probably going to Kansas. Like when my brother committed there, I think my parents had bought a suite. They were, Given them away, you know, uh, so they got a suite over at Kansas and, um, but I took a trip to Nebraska and, you know, I was surprised at one, how close it was to Kansas city. You know, you kind of grow up in a world where it's like, you either go to Columbia to watch Mizzou play, you go to Manhattan for K state, you go to Lawrence to watch KU, but Nebraska is just up the road. So I was uh, impressed with how quickly we got there and blown away it was a, a, a junior day and they were just starting to build the north stadium uh, you guys it's crazy they're already building a new football facility <laughs> just right. a short 15 years later but mm-hmm. um that was bill callahan and and kevin cosgrove recruiting me and um put on a hard hat and walked straight from the parking lot onto the field like that's how uh, much they were still doing construction on north stadium so i i can tell you quips and and tricks for you know from that experience but it starts there right like I was a kid that from Kansas City older brother played quarterback at Kansas everyone thought I was going to go there but uh, a trip or two to Lincoln Nebraska changed everything and what about Nebraska
2: really attracted you aside from the drive time because you know you get you get a driver's license and you can drive down to Kansas City if you just want to go see a concert things like that like what like what was the real thing that pushed you over the edge you're getting recruited all over the country what's the thing that put Nebraska over the edge so after
0: I'll tell you again to that junior day, um, I'm walking back downtown like with my, my my parents, and I get stopped on the street. And somebody he says, "Hey Blake, we'd love for you to be a Nebraska Cornhusker." And I'm like, "Me? You know, I'm 16 <laughs> years old." And, and like at that moment, I realized there's something different here. And that was just like, a fan, a fan that knew? It was a fan. Yeah, yeah, just a, that knew that that knew that everyone was in town just had studied my picture on Rivals.com and said, "Hey, uh, you know." That's huge. But think about that experience. Like, no one, those listeners that have ever done that, um, maybe it's, you're listening right now. Like, you're the reason I'm here, right? You're the reason I went there. But it's those little interactions that is different, guys. Like, I got a chance to go to dozens of schools across the country, and no one would know me from Adam walking down the street. But in Lincoln, Nebraska, they know and they care and will support you. And so that was kind of a bet that I made with myself that you know, if I was going to commit somewhere I wanted to be, at a place that wasn't just about four years but the next 40 for, you know, or the rest of my life. And you go back to those moments where, um, somebody s- stranger on the street stopped me and said, we'd love free to be a Nebraska Cornhusker like that That's sticks cool. with you. What did your parents think about that specific event happening? I
1: think they would think it's pretty cool. And you're going to a pretty safe place where people are going <laughs> to love still you. still have
2: the sweet
0: <laughs> <laughs> Kansas. They, they uh-huh. were in, they had their spot at Kansas, uh, for a while, but, um, I think that you know get in the car and say, Well, that was different, you know. I was like, Yeah, that's interesting. Because um at the same time, my brother was already like on his way to Kansas and uh his own coaching staff would ask him his name, right? So it's like it's like it's just different. Um and so I think that the entire recruiting experience for any student athlete is not just the athlete, it's the entire family. Um, and sometimes the odds are set against certain schools and other times, like I, you know, minds are wide open. I think that when I told my dad that I was ready to commit, um, and I told him that I wanted to commit to Nebraska, he asked me. He told me straight up. He said, "That's that's a surprise. I thought you're going to say Kansas, right?" But it was my own decision. Um, and I kind of go back to that moment of the connection to the fan base matters and what makes Nebraska unique, special. Um, for everyone that steps in in town for a second, or they, they stay there for their uh, degree and beyond, but it's it's a special place. So who, aside from
2: Kansas schools, who else was was in the running for for your commitment? Oh, uh,
0: Texas Tech, Michigan State, Cal, Stanford, Wisconsin, Mizzou, K State, KU, oh. Iowa, uh, Colorado. I mean, I. Oklahoma State. I just was fortunate to get um, recruited by a lot of different talented uh, teams and coaches across the country. Uh, Was there anyone that you had like a lot of
2: heartburn saying, hey, I'm going to Nebraska. Sorry, I can't commit to your program.
0: Kansas State. Interesting enough. So my older brother was at Kansas. And that was one thing. But I grew up a K-State fan. And I remember, you know, Coach Bill Snyder, it was a, a big influence. My, my stepdad played basketball at K-State. My grandma's a big-time supporter over there. So I grew up going to K-State games. And telling Coach Prince that I wasn't going to be a, a, a Wildcat was a tough call. Um, but his reaction to that call made, made me feel good about my, my decision. Um, some, some coaches take the call of, hey, I'm going somewhere else. And they say, congratulations on your decision. It's a big moment in your life go for it others think that they got one more chance to sell you <laughs> yeah and uh you can guess which path ron prince took on that phone call so that right. gave me heartburn, and but it also confirmed my decision was right yeah that's awesome so
2: let, let's talk about um let, let's talk about audi um because i'm lucky enough that i i know the backstory i've worked with you guys you know seen you guys grow throughout the years um Audi's, you know best friend co-founder big part of the story were you guys friends or did you guys know each other were before you met at
0: nebraska were you guys even on each other's radars yeah there's uh you know on on another podcast i'll tell the the fast forward version of things where it's like you know i met audi day one in the dorms right but in in reality we had connected on facebook and met at the spring game in in uh, april 2020 or 2007 and um so we had, we'd met and just hit it off, right? Like, this is a guy that he's from Texas. He's a kicker. He's a crazy man. Um, you know, <laughs> if, if you guys, any listeners ever seen the replacements, right. And you, you see the, the kicker and he's kind of get this sense fiery. of Yeah. these fiery kind of wild, wild, uh, cards. That is uh well, one that's every kicker you've ever met. They are all wild cards. <laughs> like, you've got a spectrum of Audi canal to Alex Henry. And like that is a wide spectrum of personality that can fit in there. Uh, but yeah, I met Adi and we were roommates day one of college. And, you know, from the first time bus now guitar hero to wait in line to buy Halo 2 to getting in trouble on O Street. Like it, it's been like our foundation of our friendship starts at Nebraska. The foundation of Open Doors, of her dad of our businesses really comes can stem all the way back to like the trust that's established going through the experience of a student athlete at Nebraska, especially on the football team. Awesome. And, and it's been really cool to see you guys grow and
2: stay together for like this long, because that, sometimes that's not normal to be together for this long, to be with your original co-founder. And so you guys started Open Doors and Heard At almost about the same time. Like, <clears throat> talk to me about each one of those. Like, yeah. how did you guys come up with the idea for Heard At? How did you come up with the idea for Open Doors? Yeah. Heard At. <laughs> uh, man,
1: what a great name. And, yeah. and I love when people ask what even what a couple times a month we'll be dealing, we'll be working with people and they'll be like, your name, what? what? And then we tell them the story and they're like, you've got to be kidding me.
0: Do, <laughs> hey, do you kidding. tell them the real story? Do you tell them the, all right, here's me tell you the story. They tell us the story that, and that, right? I'll see if, if we're given the right information. So uh, it's, you know, my, my journey in Nebraska was cut short real quick. Right. So I, I was starting linebacker. When I woke up, I went to bed that night knowing I could never play football again. Right. And that, that is a quick transition Every athlete has to transition. Some of them see their senior day. Some of them don't see it coming. And my journey is the one that was cut short. So within a a few months of me being done with football, started in helping a local business owner in social media, right? Basically going from zero to a thousand followers, right? In 2009, 2010, that's a, that's a tough task, right? How do you go from zero to a thousand followers? It's a tough task today. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, started helping this business owner and, um, Audi and I were having a conversation one night, um, you know, before we we're gonna go down to O Street. And he said, Hey, my senior year's coming up. Uh, I, I don't wanna work for anyone else when I'm done. Like we should pursue some of those ideas we had. Like, and we've always been idea guys, like around the dorm room, you know, trying to figure out like, you know, just making up business ideas. Um, and I said, Hey, you know, I'm doing the social media thing for this one guy. I think we could do it for thousands. And they said, Hell yeah, let's do it. We started brainstorming and then we finished a six pack, went to O Street. I woke up the (laughs) next day and forgot about it. And he had sent me overnight a a one page business plan. It's like, hey, we should fill this out. We should pursue this. So we decided that we're going to start a social media agency and um, we needed to name it. So that summer, 2010, I was in New York City the whole summer on internship and Audie was back in Lincoln. And uh, we were spending our nights um, after he was done with workouts, after I was done with my internship on building this company that would become her dad. To pick the name of a social media agency, or to pick the name of anything, you got to know that the domain is available, right? So that's a very good thing. And then Twitter had to be available and and uh, other, other channels. And Adi and I were just like, we had 50 different names, but I could. I was really good at drawing ducks. This is a dumb story. Um, drawing, I could, ducks? <laughs> good at drawing ducks? Not, um, not what I expected. I'm really not that good at drawing ducks, but I can draw a duck, right? And it's a very rudimentary duck. And so I was like, Audie, what if our name was Intella duck? And I was like, okay, that's. And he's like, and he would be like heard that. And, and I said, what if it was a mesh duck, like a mesh duck? And he's like, heard that. And I was like, then. It, it was all these duck related names. And but every name I said, Audie would say "herdat," that, her that, you know. And I'm like, dude, what if we just called it her that? Because you just keep saying her that every time I say a name, you say her that. And he's like, shoot, we go to h u r r d a t dot com, it's available. We bought it. Her is now a thing, right? We built it. Um, That's awesome. Now, the real story, like, <laughs> when people ask us, like, right. heard <laughs> that, they're like, oh, we're, why is it called heard that? Oh, I heard that on Twitter. I heard that on Facebook. I heard that. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. But the real story is that Adi and I were uh, obsessed with this movie called Pineapple Express. Okay. And there's a scene in this movie <laughs> where this dude is in the hallway and he's like, uh says something to the teacher and the teacher goes "Her dad. wish i didn't hear that but i heard that and that
2: <laughs> is, is
0: it? the actual reason that the company that you all work for that exists and many people know is called her Dad. it's from a scene in a movie called pineapple express you heard it here first that's and, and usually when people ask about
2: it mm-hmm. we kind of judge and say okay is this person ready right and are they going to get the reference or should we just be like, yep, hey, it's slang for, you know, you heard it on Twitter, heard it on Instagram. Yeah, correct. Yeah,
1: yeah, there's like two different there's A, there's there's bucket A and bucket B, and it depends yeah. on, our, on our audience,
2: whether what bucket we pull out of as to <laughs> yeah. what story they get told. And sometimes we just ask, be like, hey, what what do you
0: want? Do you want yeah, what do you want? You want the the quick <laughs> one, uh the one the long one. I just gave everyone the long story about how it all got started, but the name itself is uh so so rewarding, you know? Yeah. So what was first? Was it there you go. You're good.
2: Was it what? Okay. So, which company came first? Was it was it Herd at or was it Open Doors? Herd at,
0: yeah, Herd at for sure. Um, so, Herd at was basically let's let's help individuals businesses go from zero to a thousand followers on social media, right? Like that's the simplest way to think of it. And at the time, like you couldn't even post photos on Facebook. Like it was uh-huh. so early in social media, there weren't even pages. Like there's no analytics, and it was just let's just sling tweets and Facebook posts and blogs all day. Right. And um, it wasn't too long until uh, I bought the domain "Herd athletes. Okay. Like just add it on. Mm-hmm. I can show you a logo. It's pretty tacky, but you know some of the people that wanted help with social media were our buddies, like Prince of Mucamara, Niles, Paul, right. And, and Dejon Gomes and some of these guys that were going to the next level and like, Hey, can you help me get from, zero to a thousand followers or a thousand to 10 or 10,000 to a hundred thousand. And we realized that there's an opportunity to help athletes because, um, they were growing faster than any other type of user on social media. Like Prince could post a, a a tweet that's like, I'm hungry and get like 25 likes. And a business owner could post like the most complex, valuable piece of information they could ever post. And they get like one like, and, and it just was obvious that, that social media is built for personalities, built for people it says people you follow not not accounts and so there was this opportunity here to really dive in to help athletes and um heard athletes was a, a a filler name um and as we started to work with more athletes realizing that this is more of a technology play than it was a service play that's when we we decided to start open doors as a separate company uh from herdat and and have it truly just set aside uh, as a completely separate entity so we could um make it very clear that this is her as a service business open doors is a software business
2: i always tell people uh because i you know they you say you work in social media you say you work in digital marketing like you guys had the vision of social media marketing management all that before instagram like which is so crazy to think about like how did you have the vision and how did you guys see was just, hey, we were young and we were in the right place at the right time? Or how did you see that this was going to be a big deal? Uh,
0: so in, you want the real story or no? So uh, I'm going <laughs> to go from uh, red to black with y'all today. Um, spring in 2009, I had suffered my third concussion in a little over a year. Um, I gave myself an ultimatum. I said that I would never play football again if I got another concussion, right? Because I was forgetting my name, where I was like, plays scary it's scary stuff guys so you know i gave myself an ultimatum like i'm gonna like play this fall but if i get another concussion then i gotta step away and at that moment i go back to why i'm at nebraska in the first place like that fan base cares all right and at the time i wasn't using facebook like facebook in 2009 was getting me in more trouble than giving me more good and it's uh you know had a girlfriend at the time and you know facebook dms were just popping off Gorman, (laughs) you know, I'm talking about. And so I shut down my Facebook and I was like, you know what? I could be six months away from being done for forever. And if I could do something right now, that would help me keep that connection alive. Like then I'm going to do it. So I heard about the site twitter.com and I went and created an account and this is when you could tweet by texting whatever you want to 40404. Oh Yeah. Oh, um, forgot about that. Me too. Yeah, I think it still works. So give it a try. Uh, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> text a tweet to four zero four zero four, and I created an account and I started to tweet like every day, and I went from zero to a thousand followers, and it, it that was um, interesting because I went from let me try this thing out to having Kevin Kugler and Sean Callahan and Pat and JT in the morning have them follow me like superstars and um, yeah, th- big deals. <laughs> so when I was done, guys, uh my audience stayed with me. And like that matters. That matters for every athlete. Like that that's what we talk about all the time. It's at, at open doors. Is like these athletes have a limited window of opportunity if they can use the tools at their disposal to actually build an audience that will last beyond their time on the field or in sports, then that's great. So how do we see the foresight like my journey towards helping the, that business owner go from zero to a thousand followers was my journey from, uh, helping myself go from zero to a thousand followers. Um, so that was kind of how that got going. I remember like applying for the internship or whatnot to run this dude's social media accounts for his business. And I was like, is like, how are you going to do this? I'm like, well, here's what I did to build my audience. I can mm-hmm. do the same for you. And, um, in the early days of social media, that's really how every single business deal got done because, you had to point to having had proof and I had more proof than most people in social media. And then that turned into a legitimate market opportunity.
2: Mm -hmm. So let's talk about foresight. Um, NIL is probably, uh, if this was a drinking game, uh, for you this last year, we'd all be in trouble, but NIL, like that was, You know, it's a huge part of what you guys have been preaching is, hey, you know, partner with athletes, you know, do it in this way. They can do endorsements for you. They are super valuable. um, And it's valuable for the athlete to be able to have these opportunities. It it seems like a like a decade long bet that you said, hey, we know this is coming. It could be three years. It could Mm -hmm. be 40 years. We have no idea. Like, talk to us about like making that bet and going all in and like being one of the first folks to. I mean, I think you guys were the, one of the first ones in the clearinghouse. Like, you guys have been yeah. thinking about this way before anybody else in the industry. Like, how did you have the foresight to know that NIL was going to be this big?
0: Yeah, it, it's it's wild to think that from herd at the herd athletes to a decade later, the Open Doors is the largest provider of technology in the athlete endorsement industry. I mean, this is the tool that's used by the NFLPA, MLBPA, NBPA, NHLPA, PJ Tour, LPGA, USOPC, wow. every Olympic governing body, 75,000 athletes around the world every day. Like what, you know, it's like, you know, you kind of go from this and you're like, how, how, if you need to like break it all down and like, let's go all the way back. How do you see things before they happen? Um, and I would say, is it the, purpose of open doors is to to help athletes right like that's like the it's so prince of Mucamara, if anyone you should have him on the pod like is one of the most amazing people you ever meet right like just a a humble hardworking son of a gun got drafted first round to the new york giants and he's thrust into the big apple big market big expectations and he just wanted things to be easier you know and so when we started helping Prince, it was like, here's how we're going to help you get your social media in order, like get you up going. And he's like, well, can you help me like actually get like paid deals that people want to pay me to tweet? It's like, yeah, I got you. Like, we'll help you manage that. And it's like, hey, but the you know, my agent wants to see it, too. It's like, all right, we'll make sure they see it. And so if you just keep asking an athlete, like, how can I help you? You're going to be in a position where you build open doors like you're going to do it. And if you because. That's all we've done is that we've just solved one more problem for an athlete. And what's interesting is that the world of name, image, and likeness monetization is new to college sports, but it is not new to sports. Right? Athletes have been making money uh, through endorsements for the last century, going back to you know the Babe Ruth and Louisville Slugger type days, and probably some some cigarette companies too for Babe. <laughs> but so when the NILR hits college sports, like. We're the only technology provider that has any experience providing an athlete the full gamut of solutions they need. Like they need education. They need to understand their value. They need to know what NIL is. They need to have um, marketing solutions so they can get content to build their following and say the right things. They need to have a marketplace experience where they can pitch themselves to others, get paid, sign contracts, get reminders, uh, handle tax prep right? And disclose things, then they have to be compliance so they have to disclose things to their rep, to their school, to their conference, to the league, uh, to the you know association. So that entire spectrum, guys, like, we've just been building solutions for athletes. It's just that there's 500,000 more athletes that can use our tool today than could six months ago. And right now, 1,500 student athletes a week are signing up for open doors. Wow. It's incredible. It's nuts.
2: Yeah. So you guys... <clears throat> Probably one of the biggest moments in in company history happened during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, was Was this an advantage? because, hey, there are more people on their phones. It's easier to get in touch with people. More people are being dialed into this because they don't have other opportunities. Was it a challenge? Like, I know you guys were remote for a while. You got a beautiful new office in Lincoln, but you guys are all across the country. Like, how do you manage launching one of the biggest things in
0: your company history during a pandemic? Yeah. So what's interesting about open doors is that, you know, we have grown significantly in the college space through our software. So sat open doors, our business model is a SaaS enabled marketplace, right? So mm-hmm. it's free for athletes. We sell software as a service products subscription to sports organizations like teams, leagues, athletic departments. They pay us, they invite their athletes to sign up for open doors. Then those athletes can opt into our marketplace, which is where Brands, fans, sponsors, donors can log in and pay athletes to perform appearances or social media posts, any types of endorsements. Okay, so all that's that's kind of like laying the landscape. Uh, college athletic directors and college athletic departments, that group is the fastest growing segment of, of our you know, paid subscription customers. They all need a an NIL compliance tool, education tool, marketing tool. They need one now. It's a competitive advantage in recruiting. That industry of college athletics is a, let's meet in person. Let's walk across the football field. Let me show you the basketball arena. And it's a buddy-buddy, like spend a day on campus industry. The pandemic accelerated our ability to have conversations with more athletic or just more leaders in college sports, because there was no option to take a flight somewhere, to go to a game, to wait until we could all be on, on campus together. So uh, we went from having one, phone call with an athletic director or one visit with that athletic department a week to four or five a day, you know, and so it just it accelerated because we didn't have to fly across the country. We didn't have to do mm-hmm. these things. And, and maybe we didn't get to fly across the country, we didn't get to do those things. But because we didn't get to, we got to a point where we were having many, many conversations very quickly. And that led to a, a significant amount of growth in that space. Um,
1: we uh, Eric Crouch was on our first episode. And we, when we asked Who's him, that? We, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, Eric Crouch, I think it's Crouch, right? That's how yeah. you, Crouch, Crouch, yeah. Crouch yeah. something like that. He's um, guy. We, and we, when we asked him this question, it was like, yeah, well, we didn't think it was as big of a duh as it was. But being um, a Nebraska athlete and having the support of this state behind you, do you think that was easier to make it easier to launch the businesses that you have because you have the support of this state and the fan base? And he's like, absolutely. he looks and he goes, Abso- absolutely. He goes, absolutely, of yeah.
0: I, I said, uh, when I committed to Nebraska, I made a bet, right? That this community, this state would be behind me. If I wore that in for a day, um, it mattered. And that bet has paid off times a million, times a million. I, there is no doubt in my mind that Open Doors heard that Audie and myself and our entire team that's, that's believed in us. Like we are where we are because of Nebraska, Nebraska as a state, Nebraska, uh, you know, as a university, uh, the the fan base, like everyone has been fundamental, foundational, um, to, to our journey. Like I I can give you just little moments if I can. Yeah, please, please. Yeah. So it's October, 2009. I had just ended my career in Nebraska. A few weeks later, I'm in class and I stand up in the middle of class and I said, I got an idea for a business. And it was called MyTwitterDiary.com, which is the OG is before her done. Uh, and it takes people's tweets, turns them into hard copy diary and send it to their, their doorstep in, in 10 days. And I stood up in class and I said, I have an idea for a business. And this is like a business management course. So, Sam Nelson, the professor, he could have told me to shut down and sit, you know, you know uh, shut up and sit down. Yeah. He said, like, proceed, like, continue, and like, gave me a platform to share it. Then I, I went down the path of building that. They gave me the confidence. Once Saudi said we should do something, like, I, I knew I could do it. So, like, from the class professor saying, hey, go pursue that, you know, that's mm-hmm. a big thing. To when we started her dad, like, every single meeting we took for her dad, guys, when we started the company the first 15 minutes people just want to know what it was like to play for Bo Pelini, you know? Yeah, And and that was, that's true in that state for today. You know, it's like every time that, that Nebraska, like we want to take a chance, we know we we could start in Nebraska because we would at least have an open ear, right? We'd have a supportive audience and Nebraska gives you opportunity.
1: It opens Uh, the doors and they want to support people that that they that are part of the program that, that yeah. they feel so, help the state give us something to be, to look forward to on the, uh, in the fall on Saturdays and brought us all together. Yeah. They, the support.
0: Take, yeah. Take a risk. We'll support you. And the thing is when the door opens, you, you still got to go through it. Like you actually have to make things happen. I, I think that's what's probably missing. In, in any of this is that the fact is that Nebraska will give you opportunity, but you have to take it. You have to go and execute. And um, yeah, so that's been true with, with open doors. Like we, we introduced, you know, all the entire first you know, dozen or so athletes were Nebraska athletes. The first advertisers to use Open Doors to pay athletes for endorsements were all Nebraska-based businesses, right? And, and um, including the University of, of Nebraska, the College of Bound Nebraska and, and University of Nebraska Online, like we're using Open Doors to pay athletes to promote Nebraska. And and then when we introduced a product called Open Door Social, which is now used by hundreds of college athletic departments across the country, like, Nebraska was the first one to raise their hand and say, we'll, we'll try it, right? And that's then we introduced cool. Open Doors uh, Ready, which was an NIL education product back two, two, and a half, two years ago. It's crazy. And um, Nebraska's like, we're going to be the first and the biggest and the best to do it. And so what's happening is that Nebraska has been the first mover in so many ways for our business. And um, this says something about the support system that's there. And that's yeah. going to continue to be true for anyone that goes from... Nebraska you know as a student athlete into the business world
2: and how much of an advantage do you think it is when colleges athletes whoever uh, pro teams all these organizations are looking to do business with you how much of an advantage do you think it is that both you and
0: of your former athletes it, it matters a great deal I mean if you're going to build a business in sports technology um you are going to be asked why and your connection to sports matters in terms of what happens next in the meeting in the conversation because um, there are uh, that's true in sports but if you're building technology for athletes you better have a good answer for like why you're our best positioned or prepared to help athletes and there's no better answer to that question than, than saying that we our athletes, we were athletes, we were student athletes. Like we know the journey, and so that matters. And then Audie, you know, had a, a sniff in the league. You know, if you get Audie on here, I don't know if you let kickers on the podcast. Probably a bad <laughs> idea. Uh, low viewership and listenership there. Um, if we had uh, Ali on, uh,
2: it'd be our uh, big show. Yeah, yeah it'd be, be a big we have a friend big legit big. named his child Alex Henry
0: after oh, he no hit that way. kick no that's amazing. like the fi- uh, 63 53 hey, you know audie can oh, is supposed 63. to take that kick you know audie's supposed to take that kick you know that right no 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 please tell us the story all right so we're sidelines it's 2008 uh at you know colorado at home and uh we're lined up we're on the sidelines and we're all in a huddle and 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 bo looks over and says, Oh, you ready and audie has not he kicked one field goal in college and but he is a leg and like alex doesn't make 57 yard field goals guys like alex never makes 57 yard field goals alex doesn't make 50 yard field goals. Okay. So we're like, of course, Audi's kicking this because Audi can kick 70 yard field goals. Like the guy's got a freaking boot.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: we're in the huddle and like we're sitting. And it's like, all right, Audi, you ready? And I was like, well, yeah, let's go. You know, he's he's trying to get hyped up. And then we call timeout, like I think like right for that play. And he goes, hey, Alex, get over He said, can you make it? I mean, Alex is accurate, right? But it's 57 yards can you make it? He said, and Alex, like, like a head nod, like, Alex, you probably, you know, Alex doesn't talk that much. And so uh, Audie's over there like, Oh shoot. Like, is Alex going to try and make a 57 yard? So they trot Alex out and I am sitting next to Audie, and we're like, dude, Alex can't kick at 57 yards guys. And he makes that field goal. That's why everyone lost their mind because it wasn't possible. Like it was adrenaline it was the moment it was the wind it was, it was magical fate yeah it was magical it's like it one it. of the last like most recent magical moments in nebraska sports history and uh-huh. um we need more magical moments but yeah on the sidelines audi canada was about to trot out there we called timeout. they switched it put out uh Alex Henry. gosh my buddy's child could have been named odd Audie. name oddies yeah no doubt man um, sorry that i don't even know where he started yeah so what was the question you asked a good one though being
2: an athlete what, what yeah. does that mean to other athletes when the organization is led by former athletes yeah yeah
0: so i, I mean i guess where i was going with audi audi played in the um the nfl which for him stands for not for long and um <laughs> as a kicker but like when he gets to say like i played in the league and like he's in the same locker room as cam newton as a rookie you know right off the of heisman national championship year you see things differently. Right. And if you've been in that room and you had an agent and you signed the contracts and you've got the paychecks, like his balance of that experience, um, my balance is an experience of a career cut short. Like it's, it's, we have a good spectrum so we can serve athletes, um, from a a position of understanding. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah.
1: And trust. I mean, when you, when you are talking about dealing with someone, whether, you know, from a consumer standpoint, you're dealing with a business based out of Nebraska or started by people in Nebraska that you trust. You go into business with someone or use somebody's service because they've experienced what you experienced, what you trust was former
0: athletes. So you athletes trust athletes and it yeah. just makes sense. Certainly. Yeah. And I'm going to give you a, a shout out just something you started talking about there, Pat. It's like we, when we win awards like best places to work. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I think is, is exciting is that, you know, people love to work at open doors because it's a great thing that we do and, but we do it for the right reasons and um, very purpose-driven organization. But the best compliments I can get are from our customers in sports that you know, open doors being based in Lincoln, Nebraska, a lot of people ask why, right? And, and like we tell them a story about playing in Nebraska, but one of the outstanding advantages we have is that people in Nebraska care. Right. So, our support experience that people have is second to none in this industry because they're when they call us, they email us, they, you know, text us or Slack us, whatever. There's a a Nebraskan on the other side. And all Nebraskans do is know how to take care of people and make them feel good. And that's a a definitive advantage for us in sports because a lot of these sports tech companies are based in Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. New York City. And like, I don't think you describe the citizens of those places the same way. Uh-uh. No, not at all. Never.
1: Um, and actually, that's kind of cool because heard of course, still based here in Omaha. Yeah. And we produce shows for people all over the world. And every time we talk about Omaha, I mean, we're proud that it's here because it's supported and we feel the community support with this. And and, and I know the community is proud that some of these shows that we produce are, are produced here. Local. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it's certainly I, I'm. It, it is a wild thing to know what her that is today and like how it stands. And like, if you go back to its roots though, is, um, to, to push the envelope, like to not be afraid to be first. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's important. Um, to provide a a service of value that keeps people coming back and, you know, innovation media, like it's all evolved, of course, as everything does, but going back to its roots, like, um, I'm, I'm just proud, I'm, I'm yeah. proud of what you guys are doing and why you're doing it.
1: Well, so let's look ahead a little bit. What's next for Open Doors?
0: Oh boy. Um, so we are in a, a, a situation where athletes trust us, um, athletic directors trust us, big brands trust us to help usher in the future of athlete endorsements, okay? And one of the bigger challenges right now in the market is that people don't know where to go like i want to support athletes where do i go that's a problem to solve okay next one uh once you get there what should i pay right what is this worth like what does it cost um that's a big one and then how do i know they're gonna do it you know like that's the next thing is like if i'm gonna if i found a way to access athletes. If I've found out what I should pay an athlete, like who's going to assure me that they're gonna do that thing, right? And those three promises, like we are solving, we're, we are we're actually, um, those, those problems like we are solving, like those are the three promises that we're providing to the athletes. Like we're gonna give you an easy way to get discovered, right, we're gonna uh, give you an easy way to understand your value, and we're gonna give you the tools you need to show up, right? And what's interesting is, like, in the last four months, it's becoming more and more clear like, the, that that those same tools that we provide athletes, we need to tell them, like, provide the world, you know? And so, if you go to opendoors.com in 2022, it will feel more like going to zillow.com and you want to find a home for sale and you want to, like, or just creep on your neighbor's house value. Like, Zillow is going to tell you. Mm-hmm. If you want to know what it costs to land an endorsement deal from um, Lauren Stiverins or, Adrian Martinez, like, you can go to openers.com and find that out. Um, and if you're ready to buy, like there's a button right there to buy. And then we're going to like, take you through the entire journey of understanding, you know, here's where your order's at and this, in the queue, like you're up next, they're going to do your video next. They're going to do your appearance next. They're going to post for you next. Like those types of things I think the world needs and athletes certainly will benefit from having an answer to the question of like, where do I go? Like, how do I support you? And openers is going to be that answer.
2: We couldn't think of a couple better guys to be heading up a company that is doing what you guys do today, um, Blake. Thank you so much for being sure. on the show today. Um, it's great to hear your story and some of these I haven't even heard. And I've been here for eight years, so it's really cool uh, that you had some time to share this with us. So we wish you good luck.
0: In yeah, here, and we know you guys are going to kill it. I appreciate that, Gorman. You are the you are the last like the the Venn diagram. You know, it, it's a uh, you are the thread, my friend, that that ties all the way back to. First day, so I well, appreciate and it's all you. all
2: credit to my friend Milani. And I said, "Hey, I want to know a cool place to work," and that was the first one on the list. So yeah, he always tells the story that he showed up in a suit on his first day. I I interviewed in a suit. Interviewed in a suit. That's what And it I walk he in, and all these cool kids in hoodies. <laughs> and who's
1: this dork in a suit? Yeah. In
2: well, and I didn't <laughs> know who Bill was. I thought yeah. Bill was like. <laughs> Like, and m- legit, my first day was Adi's last day full time. Yeah. And Bill <laughs> walks in, and I thought he was some kind of building maintenance person. Mm.
0: <laughs>
2: and uh, he's like, Who are you? And I tell him, like, who I am. And, like, I'm like, Oh, dude, I'm going to be best friends with Blake and Adi. We're going to hang out with Will Compton. Like, it's going to be awesome. And then Adi's like, Cool. I'm going full time a block away. See you, buddy. So, yeah, you'll never see me again. <laughs> and then Bill, and bleep this out, please, because okay. my mom listens to this, but. Yeah. I told Bill my story and he goes, okay, well, you don't know sh- about shit and don't act like you do for six months. I'm like, oh, I made a bad decision. Coming to her. Boy. <laughs> and we're
0: now he's to work. a great
2: friend, great mentor and all that. But yeah. uh, I appreciate what you guys built, what you guys started. It's a movement uh, and it's really cool. And, and we're glad to still be a part of
0: that story. No, I appreciate that, guys. And, and thank you for doing this. I mean, this, this, uh, again, I'm, this platform uh deserves to be out there i mean athletes that go to nebraska that commit themselves to the the end for any amount of time have an advantage uh, they just do they do in the business world they have the advantage in life if they want to make an impact nebraska will give them that opportunity and you just got to help more of them tell their story um and you got to hear more of those stories and have that success so thanks for shining a light on that and uh you guys maybe get Audio on here see if he can confirm any of these stories uh <laughs> but uh it, I appreciate all you do. We will. We'd love to have Adi on. And thanks for the time, Blake. We appreciate
2: you.
1: A Huda Media Production.